She's Lisa, and she rants. You are now listening to the Lisa Rants Podcast. What is up, you guys? Welcome back to the Lisa Rants Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Smith, and I am so excited for today's episode. Today, I'm joined by the one, the only, Serena fucking Kerrigan. I love me some SFK. You guys, if I sound like a fangirl in this episode, it's because I am. Seriously. Serena is a content creator slash influencer who is the queen of confidence. Today, we are talking all about her confidence journey, quarantine, and her incredible new dating show on Instagram Live, Let's Fucking Date. We have such a great talk, and she drops some major gems. So without further ado, hope you guys enjoy. Hi, Serena. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to have you here. Like, you have literally been the highlight of my quarantine. Um, I've actually discovered you on Lindsay Lane Styles, like, live. So I was watching that, and you guys were hilarious. And I was like, who is this girl? And I go on your profile. It was like an instant follow. And I was just like, queen of confidence. Like, I need to, like, learn more. And ever since then, like, I've just been watching you every day after work on your lives and Friday nights. And I just am so excited to have you today. Thanks so much. I love that. (laughs) So I just want to get started. Like for people who don't know who you are, like they should, and they should follow you because I've literally been telling everyone to follow you. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. My name is Serena fucking Kerrigan. Um, I'm a content creator in New York City and I worked at Refiner29 for three and a half years as a video producer. And I left in February, a month before quarantine, to pursue my brand, um, which is the queen of confidence. And it's empowering women to just like love themselves unapologetically and to stop giving a fuck what people think and to just be bad bitches. And I thought that quarantine was going to kind of be a problem for my brand and it ended up being the opposite I think that I don't think I would have grown I think I doubled my follower count in about two months which is you know crazy and I started all this live shows and great content and I've really just been able to push myself as a creative uh, in a way that I don't think I would have if I hadn't had you know lack of resources in my apartment all alone like all that limitation I think really like made me think outside the box and really connect to my audience Yeah. And I think that's like what a lot of people have been going through, just kind of seeing like what they've been kind of wasting their time on and money on and just really honing into like what's important right now. And it is really crazy what you've been able to do like during quarantine. And I think it's such, it's such a like inspiration, but it's also, you're just giving people such, I don't know, energy. And I don't know, I just really enjoy your content. I think everyone like should check you out. So I just want to go back though. Like what made you want to leave Refinery29? Like that's a huge decision. I yeah. Mean, I mean, I was there for three and a half years and we were approaching four. And I think maybe it's because like, you know, you go to high school for four years and college for four years. Like I just kind of felt like I, I, I was, I stopped learning. I was producing with my eyes closed. I wasn't inspired. It's such an amazing company. And I think that, I don't think I would have built my own brand the way I did. Like I don't, I can't predict, but 
it was obviously like that company is founded on female empowerment. And so mine is kind of like a sub brand off of that. And it, I totally nurtured my brand and my voice and through the content I did there. And I, it was an amazing experience. It just reached a point where like, I wasn't really learning anymore. And I was always told when you stop learning, it's when you move on. And I also was just like, what do I love to do? It's like, it was always like the things for my side hustle. Like that was just like what I love to do, you know? And it just, I think everyone's dream is turning your side hustle into your main hustle. And it was, it was definitely like something that I thought very long and hard about. Like I'd say like there were six months where I wanted to leave, but I really was trying to like, you know, prove it, you know, just think about it and like financially, how is I going to do it and whatever. And I was just thinking, you know, I work so hard at my job. If I put in all that effort into my, you know, to my brand and my business, like I think it'll flourish because I genuinely like want to succeed and like, I don't like, I want to be my own boss and like, I want to, you know, and it just, it was, I honestly never looked back. Like not even like, it was like the second day and I was like, yep, this was a hundred percent the right thing to do. Yeah. That's that awesome. <laughs> when you're at a corporation, like refinery or like any corporation, you start to have a lot of self doubt because you're like, what am I without the audience, the company, the resources, the money, but like, it's the same thing with quarantine. I was like, what am I going to do without my roots being, you know, like without my hair dye and like my friends, my family, like without like, you know, I, I shoot everything myself. Like I do my own hair and makeup. Like I was like really like anxious. Like, how am I going to do this alone? And like, the truth is with anything in life, you really only need yourself and you just need to believe in yourself and you evolve and you get better and better with time. Like my first live show compared to now it's like night and day right like we really found a rhythm with it so me and like 2,000 other people in the comments like yeah. <laughs> so invested that's so, so awesome <laughs> and I just want to take a step back because I want to talk about you and your brand of course but I want to step back to your confidence journey because you know you are the queen of confidence and I I want to know what that really looked like for you, because I know for a lot of people, even me, like I'm still struggling. I feel like it's like a lifetime journey, to be honest. But it's like, what made you want to change? What made you want to become a more confident person? Like what made you start this persona? I was at summer camp when I was like 13 or 14. I was like, I mean, I, I hate to say it, but I was like a little overweight and like, I was just so self-conscious, hated being in a bikini. And I felt like none of the boys wanted to kiss me. And I felt really fucking shitty. And I remember my best friend at the time, who I've literally probably not spoken to since that day, Hillary, Hillary Kaplan, like shout out to her. She said to me, she was like, and she was my age. She was like 13 dude. She was like, no one will love you until you love yourself. And like, if I were ever to get a tattoo, that's what I would get. I'm not getting a tattoo now. But like that stuck with me so hard. Like I just was like, oh, like that's why the boys don't want to make out with me because I don't even want to make out with me. And I mean, I confidence is something that evolves and like you have to really work at it. And, you know, there's a lot behind the scenes that I am insecure about. And like when, like, you know, I, I some of my friends are like, you're the queen of confidence. Like you need to practice what you preach. And I'm like, I know because it's not, no one has it all together. And, yeah. and you know, it takes years, but I felt like, you know, when I got to Duke, I, I felt that same thing, like that invisibility and like, just like that boys wouldn't pay attention to me. And I, I I'm saying this like twice in my life. I remember mo more than twice a lot, but like, I really would tie my self-worth to the attention from men. And this is something that isn't my fault. I think all women experience this because think about the media that we're consuming from a very young age, like fairy tales, like at the end of every fairy tale, like the princess goes with the prince and they live happily ever after. So you're just like brainwashed to think that that is 
what the goal is. And if you don't have that, then you're worthless and it's fucked up. And it totally, totally, it, it, it was super rough. And I think that like, it took me years of therapy and really unlearning this ideology that like women are somehow like just at the, it's just like we we're seen through the male gaze, like fuck that. Mm-hmm. And, but something that really helped me was like, I'm someone who's like super outgoing, loves to be the center of attention. And it really was like, oh shit, like nobody knows who I am. No one wants to go up with me. Like, what do I do? So I was like, I'm going to change my mail into fucking call myself Serena fucking Kerrigan because I knew that it was going to stick. And he was polarizing and sticky and like innovative and like no one had done it. And it was like fun. Like it was funny. Like people were like, wait, did you really change it? I was like, yes, on my birth certificate. Like it's done. Like I did it when I was 18. My parents were pissed, whatever. (laughs) Which isn't true. But like, you know, it was a really good way for me to own it, own myself. And I think that through time, like SFK was more than just like changing my mailing to fucking. It was like a persona. It was like, larger than life extra like didn't give a fuck like would wear a ball gown to a party like she just like was so emblematic of like the woman I wanted to be and I really like painted her story on my Instagram and eventually like it gained traction and and you know there was a voice to her like she she is a character that I created and um I noticed that like I became SFK SFK became me like there was a point in time where my friends were like you don't need to introduce yourself as Serena fucking Kerrigan anymore. Like you're great. And I remember it was like, I went on birthright uh, to Israel two years ago. So two years out of college, I think. And it was the first time that I introduced myself to a new group of people my age saying, I'm Serena. And that, so think about that. So from when I was a freshman in college to 24 years old, like that's a lot of fucking time, right? That's like six years. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you know, the confidence journey, it's, it's, it's a long journey, but I think that I realized that when I started really opening up and talking about it and empowering women, like it was sticking and I was like, Oh, like, this is what I love yeah. to do. You like, started love- to believe it. Yeah. I started to believe it for myself. And then I was like, other people are believing it for themselves. And I was like, how can I just like make this into an entire, make this my life? Like, I want to be like the Oprah of confidence. You know what I mean? Like I want when people think about this, they're like, oh, that's okay. Like you have to like, I want to provide everything that someone would need to like, you know, just have to, to like avoid what I had to go through from being so young. Like I don't want my daughters to ever like, like if someone calls them a name or something that all of a sudden they feel like they're worthless. Like it's the shittiest fucking feeling. And I really do believe that like in order to be happy, you have to love yourself. Like no matter what, how successful you are, no matter what, how great of a relationship you're in, like if you don't love yourself and have like a really great nurturing relationship, not to say that you can't have moments of self-doubt and insecurity, but you have to love yourself and then that's how you're going to be happy. And I just want to help people on their journey. Yeah. And I think it's definitely helping because it's, it's funny because when I think looking at someone like you who is, you know, you call yourself the queen of confidence, you carry yourself with such confidence, it really just for me just being like one of your followers I'm just like oh wow this is I feel like a lot of people a lot of times people are ashamed to you know really just brag about themselves or just really just love themselves unapologetically and I think to see someone like you who's so authentic and you just really put it out there and you're like I'm fucking hot this fucks and it's just like it's awesome to see and I think even for me I'm like oh wow like I could do better at loving myself like and I don't know. I just think what you're doing is really awesome. I appreciate that. And I think the way you see, you make a great point. I think that women, especially when they speak highly of themselves, they're bragging or they're bitchy or like they're too extra. Like she's so much, but like when men are like, yeah, I'm going to run for president. I'm going to make America great again. 
and they have no qualification to do that. Oh, no, he's pre- perfect. Great job. Yes. Like right. it's totally bullshit. And it's like yeah. a, a total double standard that women have to face. And it's like, I'm fucking hot. And if someone were to be like, oh, like she thinks she's hot. Like, whoa. It's like, why do you, why does that impact you? No. Like, why does me loving myself offend you? I'm not saying you're not hot. I'm saying you're hot with me. And so I think that it, because it's like that person doesn't feel hot. So they're projecting their insecurity on to me and making it about me when it's really about them. Yeah. And so I, I just think like, you know, even like I created the SFK mirror challenge, which was, it's literally me, my, you see my feet and then you see my outfit and I go, it's the SFK mirror challenge, bitch. But I like did that because like, I loved like looking at myself in the mirror, showing my outfit. But I also realized that it was a great tool for other women to hide behind the guise of the as of K mirror challenge, but to secretly be able to be like, I'm fucking hot too. Right. Because they could say like, Oh, it's the mirror challenge. It's not me just taking, doing a selfie, mm-hmm. but it's like, it's empowering them to be like, no, like you can say that you're hot. Like you look hot. You can say it to your friends. You can say it to your followers. You can say it to yourself. There's nothing wrong with loving yourself. Exactly. Yes. And people just know there's nothing wrong with that. Like there, like you said, it's just so much stigma when it comes to just loving yourself and that it's such a bad thing and it's not. And I want to get into this too, because you, like, I saw you were reading like the mastery of love. Like what other, do you like read a lot of self-development books or you do a lot of mirror work? Like what really helps you stay in the practice of self-love? Yeah. I think the mastery of love um, by Don Miguel Ruiz is like, I think it's a must read for everyone. Like it, I was like, oh my God, this is like the Bible, I think, of self-love. Yeah. Uh, I know that The Four Agreements is really great too. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved reading like Why Men Love Bitches and The Rules, which are like more dating focused, which like someone argue like that's not feminist. But I disagree. I think it's really, I, I just read um, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. Like I, I like reading about the relationships between men and women and why women tend to feel needy and like, dependent and why they feel like they can't keep a man and why like so I'm very curious in that because I think that is really tied to confidence I think like you know you loving yourself being self-assured having your life like the more that you feel confident in that space the less you're going to care if someone doesn't text you back or if he ghosts you or whatever mm-hmm. uh, and in terms of mirror work I mean I just think like I was an only child I am an only child so I spend a lot of time talking to myself like just because like yeah what else is here and I realized that I actually like see myself like as a friend, like it's weird. And it kind of sounds mm-hmm. questionable. Oh yeah. I'm an only child too. So I relate. <laughs> yeah. So like, I like look at the mirror and I'm like, I don't see me. I'm like, Oh, that's Serena. Like you look hot. Like you are going to fucking crush that presentation. Like you're going to kill that podcast. Like I really do talk to myself as if I'm a different person because I think like it's much harder to be abusive to yourself and really criticize yourself out loud like to, for me to look in the mirror and be like, you're disgusting. That's very difficult to say. Mm-hmm. Once you start talking to yourself like a person, if you're like, wow, like I love you. Like, damn, you're rocking those jeans, whatever. Ooh. Like the more you do that, the more you have that dialogue praising yourself. I think the more you develop true love for yourself and acceptance. Ooh, that's a good tip. Cause it's like, you're seeing, you would never say that to someone else, but like, so you have to kind of treat yourself that same way. So and also like, what do we do with the, like people we love, you know, whether it's parents, family, friends, teachers, brothers, whatever, or it's like, we fucking compliment them. So why don't we do that to ourselves? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you think that, so you talked about like self-confidence, how it kind of ties into dating. Cause this is something I talk about and I kind of struggle with a lot is like, I feel like I don't have a lot of self-worth in dating. And I talk about this all of, in the podcast a lot, but it really does help because like you said, books like Why Men Love Bitches, it's it's really just empowering you to care more about yourself than like trying to get a guy. Like like you said, we want to be pretty for the men. It's like, it's not about the men. 
And has that helped you, you think, with just like just dating in general? And yeah, I, mean, I love the advice that you always give. So yeah, that book totally blew my mind. I read it in a day. I'll, rem- I'll like, I'll literally never forget reading it. I, can't, I think it was like years and years ago, but I remember just like cracking up and being like, <laughs> oh my God, I get it. And I'm going to tell you something. Do I follow the tenets of that book? No. Do I regret it every time? Yes. Do I fall in the trap of like texting and 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 moving my schedule around if he's free? Yeah. Like I'm a fucking girl. Like I'm not saying like, but I think that what it really taught me was like what I loved about that book was like a man is going to be interested in a woman who like has a life and like who is super driven and it has their own life. And like they, at the end of the day, like biologically speaking, like they like the chase, like that is like hunter gatherer, like they would go out and hunt and women would be chatting and nurturing and nursing their babies and like be with their family. So you have to think about the dynamics of like gender and they don't want a woman who's just like me, please. Like, no, they want someone who's like literally booked and busy. Mm -hmm. And so that, I think that book is like a must read for anyone who's feeling you know, anxious about dating and like not really sure how to like, you know, handle that space. I honestly need a refresher. I got (laughs) to Yeah, me too, to be honest. Like, I feel like I remember reading it um, and I was just like, oh, I'm literally the nice girl in this book. Like, that's so bad. So yeah, it's definitely helpful. And I like just speaking on dating again, I just want to get back into what you're working on right now, which is, you know, um, let's fucking date every Friday night which is like literally the highlight like me and my best friend Tati we get on where we have like we like or on zoom and then we have you like on Instagram and we watch these dates and how did you come up with this idea like I want to (laughs) know it's so funny like I honestly like I was just like I before quarantine started I like really wanted a corona boyfriend who I defined as like someone I've dated in the past but like maybe like fizzled out and like I wouldn't date him post corona Mm -hmm. Uh, but it was just like I needed someone to like shack up with and like it was kind of a joke but I like it really took on like it caught like people were like oh shit like same or like I got my corona boyfriend right here so like the hashtag kind of took off and then like I wrote an article about it for refinery like bustled interviewed me like you Mm -hmm. know and then because I felt like I'm such a confident person who like I I'm very much like single, like don't have time for dating. Don't go on dates. Don't go on apps. Like don't care. Like I'll fuck someone. Sure. Maybe I'll go on a date, but like, it just like, I want to secure the bag. Like I want to be a fucking zillionaire and be a bad bitch. I'm like, I don't have time. I can't, I'm someone who can't juggle both. So that's just me. Mm-hmm. And of course quarantine happens and I'm like, maybe I do want a boyfriend. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, honestly, thank God I didn't have one because I wouldn't have come up with the show and I wouldn't have done so many of the things that I did. It really was a blessing that I was single but that was kind of it. Like I was like, Oh, I really wanted it. And then I, you know, I did a lot of research about dating. Why is it a good time to date during quarantine? Like, was it is the best time to date and why like I should be dating. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to start dating. And then I remember it was like a Friday night and I was like, Oh, like, I really wish I was like fucking drunk with my friends right now. And I was like, Oh my God, like I need to do something to entertain people. I'm like, what's more entertaining than a reality show on Instagram that, you know, it, I think the show is really it proves that people want authenticity and you get that from live because there's no editing. There's no gimmicks. There's no really like high, highly produced things. Yeah. I think that also, you know, the, the community it's created in the comments, like now people know each other. They see each other's usernames or like dying. comments are like the best, but I wish I wasn't on the date so I could just be in the comments. Like it's so fucking funny. It's so funny. And then also I just think it's like, for me, like the show, it's funny. Like I'm being pegged now as like this dating expert in quarantine. I'm like, literally I'm still fucking single. Yes. But I, it, it's more like, I was like, this is really a true testament to what confidence is because if I can show 
women and men, I'm going on a date in front of 30,000 people in a given two hour time and I'm doing it. It's authentic. It's real. Then you can fucking go on an app, swipe with, swipe with someone and go on a FaceTime date privately alone for 30 minutes. You know, like I'm taking it to such an extreme that people are like, Oh, it's not that hard. Cause it's not. Mm-hmm. You know? So, um, I'm like, I think the show, you know, it's funny. It's like about dating, but really, truly what it really is. It's about confidence. Yeah, it really is. Cause I remember the first time tuning in, like with you and Jake and I was just like, oh my God, they're really like, this is a real like that date. Was, that it was, day like- was a little too real for me. It was like a real fucking day. Because we've obviously, we changed the format of the show now. So it's 30 minute episodes with two guys because yeah. I don't even know how I did that full one hour date. Like I, I can't even believe it. That date was so real. I got so drunk on that date. It was like <laughs> way too intimate. I was like, I need to. mom. Like- yeah, his mom, my dad texted me after being like, it was so weird seeing you on a date. I'm like, no one invited you, dad. Oh you my know? God, yeah. So it, I'm excited. I'm really proud of the show. It's mm-hmm. ironic too, because my mom is, is the head of development at a big TV network and she literally does unscripted. And like, it's been a total fight my entire life. Like she created my Super Sweet 16. I remember when I had my quinceanera, I was like, I really want to be on Super Sweet 16. She was like, no. So my whole life, it's been a major fight, like about me having my own reality show because one, like you aren't in control of how you're portrayed, how you're perceived. Um, and it's just like kind of trash. But the fact that I was like, I'm going to make my own. It's yeah. just like, again, like I'm taking that agency, right? Like I'm producing it. I get to decide if something's going bad. I'm the one who makes the call. And I think that that again shows how women can be in control of their destiny. They want to make something. They, they can totally fucking do it. I and mean, we had like, we had like 2000, sorry, 200 concurrent views in the beginning of Let's Fucking Date. Now we're having, we're at over 2000. So it's like, you just have to try to just do it. And like, if people didn't want to like it, didn't watch it or didn't like it, I would have been like, okay, it's over. Yeah. But it, that's not the case, right? It just keeps growing and growing and growing. Mm-hmm. And that's amazing. Oh my God. <laughs> you probably wouldn't have even been able to do this like, or like take these leaps of faith without the, your confidence journey. Like even just by quitting your job or like just having the confidence to just really go about your brand and be this boss that you're turning into be so fast. It's just like, it's, it's everything. Awesome. But it's also because like I, when I left refinery, people were like, why are you leaving? And I was like, to build my empire. Mm-hmm. And I remember I said that to my fans too. And if you, I don't even know what the fuck my empire is. I still don't really know, but it didn't matter because I believed in myself and like, everyone's like, yes, the empire. Yes. I'm like, for example, I just did a branded deal with Svedka. And like, normally when influencers post branded content, everyone's like, "Ugh, I fucking roll. Like we don't fucking care. It was the opposite for me because people are so like, because I've shared like the passion and the confidence and like being like, I'm leaving my job and I'm going to fucking make it. Yeah. People are rooting for me because they feel a part of the experience and they are a part of the experience. I have people that were following me since like I was in college that are like, this is crazy. So it's like my advice for anyone is just like, let people in and share and be like, I'm leaving my job. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to start an empire. Okay. Want to join? And like, it's amazing out there. Like even SFK can get a branded deal during quarantine. Like that's something that you would never see on an influencer page. People be like, I fucking roll, like muting you, blocking you over it, not liking it. And I think it's also because two, the brands that I choose to partner with are, it's totally authentic. I say no to a lot of brands, a lot, because I'm just like, I don't use it. I don't care. Like, I don't like this just like, no. Mm-hmm. Um, so it I'm really selective too, about like- what I use and what I decide to do. Yeah. 
yeah it shows too because i like i've never felt like you were ever trying to like you don't even try to like sell things to us it's just like oh this fucks and we're like okay cool like you know yeah, and everyone buys it i'm like it does yeah. so i know and i and it's funny like you know with i i get so much so many asks about merch and it's actually like the reason why i we've created a bunch of stuff and the reason i haven't put it out is because for me to make the ask of like will you buy this is very scary for me because I've never done that before. I've never asked anyone to buy into anything. I said, watch the show, repost a story, comments are currency. I, I like, I like hint water. If you want to buy it, that's on yeah. you. Right. But I never have said to my audience, like I made this for you. I want you to wear it. That to me is like, I haven't stepped there and I'm not going to lie. Like I'm fucking scared. Like what are they, like I'm scared. It's like, it's like, it has to be perfect when there's no such thing as perfect. So yeah. Oh, not to like gas you up more, but like honestly, because when I when you like money, I love you guys. <laughs> you hinting at putting out merch. I never like I don't have a single piece of merch. Like I have like maybe a Kanye hoodie. Like that's it. Like and for when you said that you were gonna put, gonna put out merch, I was like, oh, I'm totally buying it. <laughs> it's like like you said, it's like we genuinely feel like we have a connection with you. Yeah, like, weird, yeah. but it's so true. And it's like we want to see you win. Like we want to support you and like it is because you're honest, you're real, you're confident, and it just, it's, it's real as fuck, like, it's not fake, yeah, and I think that's, that's why you're just growing massively, so. Oh my god, thank you so much. <laughs> I just can't wait for, like, post-quarantine when I'm, like, you're like, it's just out. gonna be so fucking funny seeing everyone, and, like, it's gonna yeah. be really different, like, I literally walked into my apartment much different than I'm gonna leave it, you know, it's really funny, I, we were, me and my friends were dying over this, we were, like, after quarantine ends, like I should do like a special reunion episode of Let's Fucking Date and get all the guys in a room with me. Yes. Like how fucking funny would that be? Oh my God. Yes. It has to be done. It has to happen. Like literally. <laughs> well, some of those guys could not come, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But still, T would, so, would be great drama. Literally. So what is next? for you like where do you have a plan like even like you quitting your job I, you had a plan but things get like thrown around I didn't have a plan I was like gonna quit maybe I'll do a video no I don't have a plan I I, I wrote down in my notebook I and I do believe in this firmly and I did it in 2019 I'm sure you saw my story but I did in 2019 I wrote down the goals that I wanted and I looked at them the other day and I was like holy shit I literally completed all my goals like I actually did it like I was like because I also set realistic goals ish but I like I was like yep I said I want to try freelancing I want to learn how to shoot edit self-produce my own content did it I want to post one video a week did it Damn. I want to work out consistently doing it mm -hmm. uh I want to have a lot of money eh, we, we can always do more of that um and I default <laughs> I want to be successful I want to stop feeling imposter syndrome I need to drink more water that we also are still working on but for the most part like I did all these things and so like, I, I suggest for anyone who wants to be confident and wants to like do it again. I'm like, I have goals for quarantine right here, you know? And it, I'm reading them and I'm like, what the, all right. Okay. One of them is literally like, I want to learn how to be a better cook. Okay, honey, we're not, we're not going to do that. <laughs> you but made like, the bread though. I made the bread though. I made the bread though. But, uh, the bread, but like. <laughs> okay. Funniest video, literally like my favorite. The best thing I've ever done. And that's like, you know, it's so funny. Cause like that video, for example, like I shot it on an iPhone which like, oh, Serena, no, 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 like we do high level shit. No, 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 shot on an iPhone, shot it all myself, like didn't have it glam, like did, it didn't matter. And like that to me was so liberating because I was like, this is my best piece of content I've ever put out. And it was like, 
the least like sexy. It was the most raw and real. And like, that's what people want. That's what you say. It's like people want authenticity and that's what it felt like. And that's what it was. Yeah. And, um, in terms of my goals, like, I mean, I just really want to grow the brand. Like I really want to make LFD into a real show. Um, and I just like, I mean, I want it all. Like I want to, like, I want to, I definitely after quarantine ends, I want to do like a live comedy tour. Um, Ooh, yes. You like a live comedy confidence tour where I like go around like the US and like, you know, it's not like I'm not a fucking comedian, but like I also kind of am. But like, it's like, you know, like what I learned in quarantine and like I just go all, all over the country and, and tour. I think that'll be awesome. And, yeah. you know, I think like the unfortunate thing about being a content creator, or influencer, or whatever, it's just like, I hate it, but it's like, the follower count means something like it does. Like I, I've always like tried to act like it didn't because I didn't yeah. want to ever compare myself to others, but it's like the more followers I have, the more money I get from brand deals, the more followers I have, the more opportunities I get, the more articles are going to be written, you know? So for me, I was like, okay, the only way I'm going to get more is really to me. Cause I don't buy shit. And it's so obvious who does like, it's beyond obvious. So it's, I would never is to really connect with my audience, make them fall in love. And then they're all going to tell their friends and then their friends are going to tell their friends. And then it's just going to be yep. kind of like when it rains, of course. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's like what I've been focused on is really just creating that community. And, you know, I started a Facebook group, SF crew and mm-hmm. are you in that group? Yep. <laughs> right. There you go. So like, that is another thing like, I want to create a community within that. I'm not even a part of necessarily. Like I want to have people have conversations and get to know each other because that's just like the beauty of confidence. It's like, I want to empower women. Like, you know, like, yes, like, do I need to make a living? Of of course. But for me, like getting a DM, like, for example, like getting a DM that says like, you changed my life and the way I see myself, to be honest, like it really sparks way more visceral reaction to me than when my manager's like, we landed the Amazon deal. I'm like, cool, whatever. Like, nice. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, that's literally not what feels my fire at all. Yeah. It's not. So that's what I get about. And I think, too, just going back to what you said about your mom, I think that it was so important, I think, what she did just by, like, not just giving you a show because look what you have been able to create. And now you're, like, you are in charge of your own empire and you're controlling the narrative. You're controlling the story. Like, you built that confidence to be able to go out there and really do your thing. So I think this is just, like, just so much better for you in the long run. And I don't have any, like, doubts that you're going to keep growing massively. Like, Thank you. Well, it's people like, like 30,000 followers in like three weeks. Like, it's, I, not. it's crazy. You know, and it's funny. Like, I'll tell you something I've never said on a podcast. So here's your tea. Exclusive. Exclusive. My mom said to me when I think I was sometime at Duke, when I was at Duke and she looked at me, we're in a taxi cab. I'll never forget it. And she was like, you just like, don't really have hustle like me and your dad. Like, I don't know. Like maybe we gave you too much. Like maybe like, you know, like you just don't have it. And like, I was like, wow. So offended. And I was like, and, and it's like, it's so fucking funny. Like we literally laugh about that now because it's like truly like, that is like, I don't think anyone would ever say that about me, but it's like sometimes yeah. like, but I'm so glad that she said it because I was like, oh, I, I felt I was so offended. I was like, oh, like am I a spoiled brat that like, just, you know, like, no, like I want, but I think it was really truly at the time I didn't even know what I wanted to work in. Like I didn't have a reason to hustle. I was like getting fucked up in college, like whatever. So <laughs> like. I really am like so grateful for the way that I was raised where it was like my parents had the, the power to, to give me a show. They both did, but they were like, do it your fucking self. And I was like, fine, bitch, I will. 
Yeah, exactly. And that really just put like the fire in you and like, I don't know, it's really awesome. Being told no is the best thing ever. People are like, oh my God, like what if people say no? Or like, what if I fail? It's like, that is the best thing. Failing is the best fucking thing to happen to you because what you're going to do is you're going to fucking get up, you're going to try again and you're going to do it even better. Mm -hmm. Like I remember when I was 15 and I made my first short film and I remember like a huge scene was deleted from it. And I was like from the footage and I remember I wanted to die. It was hysterical. I was like, oh my God, oh my God. And my dad was like, to be honest, the reshoot's always better than the original shoot. And that's basically a really great metaphor for life that I just came up with, which is like <laughs> trying again, doing it differently, picking yourself back up is always going to be better than the second time. So I think that's a really good, wow, I'm totally going to, mm, totally, <laughs> yeah, that's really good. A lot yeah. of, dropping a lot of knowledge on this podcast, but uh, I think that's really just the way you have to look at life. Like, don't be afraid to fail because the failing is great because it's going to teach you to succeed the next time. Yeah. For sure. Oh, this has been so good. Like, we got so many gems out of this conversation. Like, I'm so happy that you came on. And just just for, like, a closing note, like, well, no, first of all, I heard you say that you were kind of scared when quarantine ends. Like, you feel like you're not going to, like, keep the momentum. Like, why do you feel like that? Or do you think that you will be able to keep the momentum going? Like, Oh, without a doubt. I mean, I think it's just, like, I think that sometimes I'm, like, a little, like, after like the banana bread video, which was just like the best video ever. I was like, Oh my God, how am I going to make something like that again? I'm like, how am I going to ever top that? It's just so ridiculous. But that's like, that's kind of just like the, that's just the tragedy of being an artist, really. <laughs> tragedy, <not. laughs> but really, you know, truly, like you're oh, always yeah. going to want out better yourself. That's like what makes you successful. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think that I just like, it wasn't quarantine ending. It was more like, you know, I'm a little, I'm surprised and not surprised, but I'm a little surprised with like how quick I've been able to really create my empire in such little time that it, it sometimes overwhelms me because I'm like, like, what am I, like, what's next? Like, what, where should, what, you know? So like, like, for example, like, you know, like there's so many things like the merch and like, I can't even tell you how many times people are telling me to start a podcast. I'm not fucking doing it. Like my face is everything. Like, no, like, my, <laughs> my humor is my face. But like, like, but I do think that there is great things about starting a podcast, but like mm-hmm. podcast, the merch, like I want to start my own line of mirrors. Like we have LFD quarantines and like, I have a show in development, like whatever, like it's, it's, it's a fucking lot. But I think the, the last year is just to take it one day at a time. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like what you've been able to do in quarantine, I think, even for, like, me just watching, like, I feel like the first couple weeks of quarantine, I just wanted to be lazy, and now I'm just like, wait, this is really a great time to just do what I've been procrastinating on. It's like, now I, like, made a website, and, like, just doing different things like that. It's like, I'm, I have time now. I have no excuse to just go after my goals, and I feel like you're just like the proof of the people that the people that sit around and wait, like they're not going to like, this is the fucking time. Anyone who's like, Oh, all my shit's held up. Cause it's like, no, this is our new normal. So you better fucking adapt real quick. Cause like, <laughs> this is a great time. Exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you so much, Serena. So welcome. Thank you so much for having me. This was awesome. This is amazing. I'm okay, so happy. Good. Love it. And I'll see you soon. I'll see you tonight. Gotta go get ready yeah. right now. I'll <laughs> be there in the comments. All right. Bye love. Wait, can you just tell everyone where they can find you? Oh, of course. Serena Kerrigan, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. Serena fucking Kerrigan, Serena Kerrigan. Let's fucking date. Follow it on Instagram. It is T as fuck. And we upload all the episodes on IGTV in case you miss them. Yes. And I'll have everything linked in the description, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. 
Hey, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you liked it, don't hesitate to share and tag me on social media at Lisa Rance. And don't forget to subscribe on the Apple Podcast app and leave a review. And if you're a Spotify listener, please follow me. Okay, as always, I love you guys so, so much. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.